you for joining us for the Help for Wounded Spirits broadcast. We exist to help those wounded and suffering through life's trials. Here is our host and best-selling author, Doug Carriger. Great to be back with you folks. We think it's a wonderful honor to be able to come across your airwaves with me as always, my friend Kevin. I have the day right today, Kevin. It's Friday. And Praise uh, God. man, Fridays are good days. And uh, when I was a, when I was a kid, uh, Friday we couldn't eat anything but fish. You know, we were Catholic and we obeyed this. They don't do that anymore, but I'm telling you even in the public school you had fish sticks on Friday. Uh, and, and let me tell you, those things, that there's a taste. I'm allergic to fish now, but there's a taste that I can still pull up in remembrance and a hardness about those. And you know what I'm saying here, brother, about those fish sticks um, mm. that the average American cannot understand unless they had to eat them every Friday for their entire life until they graduated <laughs> from high school. But anyway, folks, but then I, I'd go home and drop a roast beef sandwich. But folks... Uh, we've been moving. We've been talking about a lot of stuff, and we talked about today letting go, and uh, um, you know, as we come into today is letting go, and we we think about that often. You know, it's it's God reminds us of how important forgiveness, kindness, letting go of hurt and bitterness, letting go of people who hurt us and bitterness, and this is a hard thing. I I I don't want to come off. I've been a guy who've held grudges, who've had a root of bitterness in me. I let that root grow till it got to the point where it was growing out my ears and mouth. And But God wants to remind us that we have a responsibility to let go of stuff. And even those people who are kind of forgot us, people we love, people we cared about, people we took out to eat at good places, people we hung out with, families we enjoyed one another. And, and But we've come clean with God. We've done all that. We've come clean with individuals. And we reach this step in our journey, folks, and this is a hard step, especially for those of us hammered by narcissism, especially those of us hammered by life. The hard step is, honestly, is letting go. Be kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiven one another, even as God has forgave you for Christ's sakes, bless them, which persecute you. These are hard words right here. Remember these words? It's one of the verses I had to remember in Romans 12. Bless them, which persecute you. And bless and curse not. So God's saying these people who hurt us, these people who turned our lives upside down, these people who ruined our jobs, ruined our lives, took support from us, treated us bad, bad-mouthed us, sent out letters publicly about us. Uh, these people who did all that. And God's reminding us, hey, Doug, hey, Kevin, bless them. And I'm like, what? God, I love a lot about you, man. God, I, I, love, I love that you're saying God. I, I, yeah. I love that you gave me the Holy Spirit of God. I, I, I love that you, you've saved my family. I love the kids you've given me. Thank you for good health. But God, I got to that verse in Romans chapter 12, and I want to shut my Bible. I want to, I want to get a Sharpie, and I want to cross that out so I don't have to read it again next year. But God's teaching us to bless, not curse, not be mad, not be angry, not bring it up, not all that, but he's saying, bless them that persecute you. And here's this weird thing about all that. You know what that does? 
that overcomes evil. And, and, and you know, there's two things in this world. There's, there's evil and there's God. People could say there's evil and good, but, but God is light. God is good. God is all. It's God. So there's evil or God, and God's solution, Kevin, and I'm going to let you ruminate on this for a second. It's kind of a complicated subject. Mm, mm. Bless him, brother. Bless him. <laughs> well, you know, I'm thinking about how it's human. It's, it's a high virtue to hold on to some friendship. It's, it's something that you, you should strive for to hold on to some to something and not desert. I mean, not, not give up on people. So that, that's a good thing. And I'm thinking about it in the scriptures where uh, Naomi was told by Ruth, you stay here, go back to your life. Uh, it, my life didn't work out. It's okay. I give you leave to, to, to go back. And she said, God forbid where you go, I'm going to go. I am never going to let you go. And she went, and it was a victory to of her virtue. She was called a virtuous woman by uh, by Mister, uh, yeah, whoever the guy was that she ended up marrying. Uh, the name escapes me, but but anyway, uh, and that was a good thing. But you know, there's other times where God would not let someone cleave to someone that they wanted to stay cleave to and keep God would not let them keep the relationship. And, and, and I'm thinking about, uh, Elisha when Elijah was going to leave him and be ca caught up to heaven in a chariot, um, of fire. Elisha said, God forbid, you know, I, I will not leave you. Um, I'm trying to get the exact one. I will, uh, chapter second Kings 12, six, uh, as the Lord liveth. And as I so liveth, I will not leave thee. So that's normally a virtuous statement. I, I, you know, you are my mentor and I, uh, and I'm going to stick with you. And he's like, Nope, I'm going to go. So Elisha did kind of stay glued to him as he walked around and made his last stops. But when it was all said and done, Elisha saw the chariot of fire and his answer was my father, my father, the chariot of Israel and the horsemen thereof. And he saw him no more. And he took hold of his clothes and rent them in two pieces. So there was a time when this guy here, Elisha, a godly person, said, I am not going to let this relationship be severed. I'm going to stick to you like glue. And God's like, nope, I'm going to take him away. And that is um, something that is common that you're going to have both sides of that. And, and certainly in an abusive relationship, there is a higher part of you that says, nope, I, I'm going to stick by this guy. I'm committed to him or this lady or this person is, you know, my mother. I will not turn her in or it's my dad. He's abusing and he's doing all this junk, but, but I'm, I'm the child. I'm going to be a virtuous child. I'm going to be an honorable child. But that's the message to them in this hour is God wants to, to take a higher road than even defending someone because we're talking here about we're talking about it, there is no virtue there's god does not put a premium on staying in an abusive situation god does not put a a um, a virtue on defending evil rather he says maintain your relationship with god and say 
um, God forbid that I should obey you rather than, you know, obey man rather than God. I'm going to, we should ought to obey God rather than man. So brother Doug, I'm just saying, yeah, there's times where it's incumbent on every person listening and on myself and on you that, that we need to let someone go out of our lives in order to maintain that, which is more important. That's our relationship with God, as well as the safety of those around us. Right. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And I, you know, I want to remind everybody what I learned in seminary that's been very important to me with my journey is, you know, forgiveness doesn't mean we have to be friends with somebody and back at you. So those people who maybe let you go and those people aren't calling you the way they should and stuff like that, perhaps they've forgiven you. They've heard what you've said, and I know you forgave them. Um all we're doing is we're choosing to let go of anger and bitterness and we're giving it to God. And we're not saying, you know, sometimes in my mind, so my mind's a little bit warped here. That's why I'm sharing this with you. Um, so in my mind, when I think about forgiveness, I think about going back to the day that we're, you know, all sitting down at Shoney's having breakfast together. But that's not the truth of forgiveness. You know, it can happen that way. God can restore relationships like that. But the truth is, is letting go of this anger. It's letting go of this bitterness through people who've wronged us, who've done us wrong. It's extending grace, showing mercy. But, you know, folks, some of these relationships may never and will never be the same. And that's okay. Somehow we got to look at these as stepping stones in our life. Let God take these trials we've been through and in our new friendships and our new relationships, we, we just got to put it out there, man. You know, when, when we see something bubbling, just say it, um, just be totally upfront and say, you know, I don't like this. This doesn't feel good. Um, you know, let's not do this. And the trunk doesn't get full. That example that Kevin gave us that led to three days worth of uh, broadcast and so important. But I, I think, you know, that letting go portion, that blessing them, what does blessing them look like? Well, biblically, I think it's, you know, letting go of that bitterness and anger, being kind, tenderhearted, forgiven, as Christ has forgiven you. Blessing them means you do that. You don't curse them anymore. You just, there's no more. You, you don't grimace when you think of their name. Once you let go of that anger and bitterness, the grimaces leave. You know, there were some names. I, I really had to go to God a while back. There were some names that were said, I spit on the ground. But folks, bless them. Bless them. In just a minute, we'll be back. We want to go ahead and let the radio stations do what they have to do. But hang with us. We'll be right back with you. will return shortly. Meanwhile, you're hearing this music while radio stations are identifying themselves and broadcasting advertisements. Bible says to the church at Ephesus in chapter four, let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice and put it away with prejudice. You don't want it back. You never want to see it again. It's gone. That's what the Bible's telling you. And be ye kind one to another, tender hearting. We talked about that. 
forgiven one another, even as God, for Christ's sakes, has forgiven you. So this is really difficult. I get this. Some of you have spent years living with somebody who ruined your life, hung you up, hung you out to dry, hated your guts, did you bad. There was nothing you could do right. Everything you did, you had to explain. Uh, you lived in this terrible cycle. And, uh, and God's saying, bless them that persecute you. Bless them. But here's the point I was getting at when we, just before we went ahead and, and we'll let the stations identify themselves, the point we're making, and I, and I think this is really important, it's about letting go of the anger and bitterness. It's about showing the grace that Jesus has showed us. He showed us grace and mercy by saving us, by loving us. We look pretty bad by godly standards. So when we're high and mighty and we're sitting on that throne and, and, and we're doing things like that, God looks at us and says, nah, can't make it. You need a bridge to get to heaven, and that bridge is called Jesus Christ, and he showed you mercy, and he showed you grace, and he brought you down that road, and he took you to some good places. Now, show that to some of my people out there. And folks, you know, the relationship may be broke. I get that. Sometimes it needs to be broke. There are people in my life that have not called me in two or three years, four years. I don't know. But can I tell you something? I haven't called them either. But you know what I had to do? I had to forgive them. I had to forgive them. It wasn't all that long ago that I even wrote emails to people said, hey, I forgave you. Good luck to you. Praying for you. May God bless you. It's over. I let go of the anger and bitterness, and I let God have my heart again. That's what this is talking about, right, Kevin? It's not about this major change in your life. I don't have to call the people that hurt me real bad and say, let's have lunch. I just have to forgive them, right? Yeah. yeah. I, the scriptures you gave were so ap apropos. You know, there, there's a uh, letting go of your bad attitude that you have wherever you go. And, and realize the problems on them. It's not. It's not on you. You know what's it say? Uh, I will. I hate the work of them that do iniquity. It will not cleave to me. You know I've got enough plague in my heart. As Solomon was saying, you know, talking about recognizing the plague in our own heart. There at the dedication of the temple. Uh, so when I recognize the plague in my heart, that keeps me busy. And then if someone's wronged me, and I take their plague and put it on my heart by being bitter at them sure enough just uh was i don't know who i was talking to i was talking to you maybe today where uh, or maybe it was someone else that was saying they were bitter at someone or angry at someone at one point and they realized that the direction that they chose to get away from that person made because their future decisions were being determined uh to be opposite of what that other person did, that meant that he had to gauge everything off of that person, which really made them and the Lord of their life. And that was just a terrible thing. And that whoever, it wasn't you, I, I talked to several people, but that person got free of that. And, and when they let it go and, and that's what we're talking about. So let those things go. And in doing so, uh, we let those people go, you know, Jesus, I, every time I read John chapter six, when Jesus preached his clearinghouse sermon on the bread from heaven and uh, people just did not get what he was trying to say. He had thousands that were following him. And when they finally decided, uh, when the message was over, it says in verse 66, John 666, John 666, which talks about the evil of man. 
From that time, many of his disciples, these were people that were following him and claiming allegiance, went back and walked no more with him. So these people went away. And boy, a lot of pastors, I've been there. I've you know, pastored four churches, so really five. But when, you know, when, when you have people go away, it is a painful, traumatizing thing. And, and, um, yeah, some guys say, well, the door swings both ways. You'll, they look better leaving than coming. Yeah. Maybe some of that would be a good coping, coping skill, but, but really, um, your heart grieves, but you know, Jesus Jesus in, in John six, when this, when thousands left, evidently he only had the 12 at that point. And in the next verse, he said, then said, Jesus unto the 12, will ye also go away? So all these people left and he looked at the few that were left after this split. And he said, do you guys, do you guys want to go too? And, you know, will you, are you willing? Is that which is in your mind? Are you wanting to go too? And he didn't say it with a bad attitude. It was no sarcasm. Right. Verse 68 says, then Simon Peter said, answered him, Lord, to, this is why we know it wasn't sarcastic because his answer was, was loving. Lord, to whom shall we go? Thou hast the words of eternal life. And we believe and are sure that thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. Jesus said to them, have not I chosen you 12 and one of you is a devil. So even one of the remnant that was left was um, satanic, but he had to let those people go. And then he taught his disciples, let's let them go too. And while we're at it, let's let go the, the thought that, um, that they're our enemy, that we need to call down fire, you know, we need to basically take up a, uh, you know, our cross and say, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they do. They are, they're clueless. They've been stuck on the idea of physical bread and they're not seeing spiritual bread. And they kept on preaching, man. They kept on working and winning. And, but they also didn't make themselves beholden to winning that crowd back. They really, you know, they moved on which is an important part of letting go. Yeah, that's, that's got to be the most important part of letting go is, is moving on to. So we forgive them uh, exactly what Kevin's talking about. We let go of that anger and bitterness. We bless them and, and, and then move on and don't get stuck there. And I'm glad Kevin brought that piece up because that's an important piece. You know, you forgive, uh, you're praying for them. You let go of that anger and bitterness and then it's real easy to get stuck and get depressed and say, boy, this person ruined my whole life. And here I am sitting at home on the couch. Uh, no, you got to move on. And Kevin talking about how he pastored those churches. And that's a hard thing. You know, Debbie and I planted a church up in New York for three years. And uh, and there are some people who really hurt us. I've been hurt more since then. I mean, the, the good news is we planted it. And what pe- most of the people were just saved there and stuff. So it was great to work with them. But I want to point out another point of this. And Kevin mentioned this a couple of weeks ago. But this is really important as we let go, come clean, forgive people, all those things. And we've talked about them in several different ways as we've been going through this narcissistic thing. And I get that. And we're getting very close to the life of Christ. And you don't want to miss next week with Pastor Tony Miller talking about putting on the armor to protect yourself. Don't miss that. And, uh, but it's really wise with these people who've hurt us, who've done terrible things to us to establish healthy boundaries and, you know, Kevin, we used to talk about that in the army all the time, healthy boundaries, you know, saying that, 
this guy has done this to me, my family, my friends, ruined my life. I can't put myself in a position where this guy or girl does that to me again. And yep. this is as far as our relationship can go. So I wanted to end today by saying that to you um, because it came to my mind as Kevin was speaking a little while ago. It's so important to understand that some of these people have really hurt us. Some of these people have ruined our family. Some of these people have ruined our lives and we're still required to let go of the anger and bitterness. But yep. folks establish some health boundaries and say, never again, you know, you're not living here again. You're, you're, yeah. you're not, it's yep. over, you know, O V E R nine one one is programmed on my phone. No way, Jose. Establish those bonds. Keep yourself healthy. Keep your family healthy. Mental health is important too. And, uh, you know, and I, I say all this to you, knowing that there were things like that I had to do in my life. Things like that Kevin had to do in his life. We sure do love you. Yeah. K-Rob at WoundedSpirits.com. Doug at WoundedSpirits.com. We'd love to hear from you. We hope you have a great weekend. Please make sure you come back and listen to Pastor Miller. Thank you. May God bless you. Thank you for listening to our broadcast. At Help for Wounded Spirits, we believe the Bible and place great importance on you having a personal relationship with your Lord and Savior. The Bible delivers a clear and simple message of salvation, outlining how you can begin your personal relationship now. First, recognize that you are a sinner, as all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, Understand that there is a cost to our sin, as the wages of sin is death. Third, realize that Jesus alone paid that price. To receive salvation, simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart that He alone can save you, and He will. If we can help you with your salvation or to direct you to a local church, please do not hesitate to contact us. For additional helpful resources, including our new TV series, more information, or to donate and support this crucial ministry, please visit us at WoundedSpirits.com. May God bless you.